Let's start with hope I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone The ripples one son of a gun Some would not have thought so But I stand here, commander-in-chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal wave Reaction to what I tried to do The rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting a book on bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for weekend Pat him on the back and send him on through No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue Is this the best we can do? Seriously Let's talk of fear And why I don't bring it in here it's a dangerous word, spooks the herd, and we all bleed in the stampede. Fear makes a false friend indeed, and I take it seriously. Oh, hear me now, for the truth gets drowned out by a demigod flexing. A demigod flexes, he's history repeating. Angry, am I angry? You ask, am I angry? And I had a loss for. After all we've done, every battle hard won, every hair gone gray in the name of this place, in a history plate with incredible mistakes. Still, I pledge my allegiance to these united, divided states. Seriously. Let's end with why It's a question I Wanna ask of us as a populace Why not take our time All the way to this story Seriously
Welcome to Crowdsourcing Revolution. I'm Amanda Rice. Today's show, we are going to talk about what is it to write in for a presidential candidate. We're going to talk about writing candidate for president. How would that happen? How would that work? if that would work. Oh, that was Seriously by Sarah Bareilles, sung by um, Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, the main reason I wanted to do a show is um, because people are starting to talk about the presidential election, because, you know, it's that time, because we've got a year and a half still, but <laughs> and apparently that's the way it works. In the spring of the year before an election year, candidates start announcing their intentions to run. And the summer of the year before the election year, through the spring of election year, is the primaries and the caucus deb and debates. In January or June of next year, that's when the primaries actually happen. July to September is the nominating conventions and September, October, supposedly presidential debates with November, obviously the first Tuesday after the first Monday is election day. But it takes us almost two years, two entire years to go through a presidential election cycle, which one, that would be the first thing I would change is this is a ridiculously long amount of time to be in campaign, being afflicted with campaign. But the point of today's show is how to be a writing candidate for president of the United States, because the two-party duopoly does not seem to be serving. If they're going to serve us up Biden and Trump again, Ike, Yick, Minor parties don't seem to have it together yet to have somebody that's relatively good. But let me, um, let's start with this article written by Judy Frankel um, in 2016. So this is in May of 2016. Um, so leading up to the, um, the vote that that song was just written in this same period, which is before the presidential election where Trump was elected. So disappointed in your two choices for president of the United States, don't like the Tea Party, Green Party, or Libertarian Party, or any party for that matter. How about voting for a write-in? Ignoring for now that a candidate must overcome relative obscurity, it is possible to mount a write-in campaign in 43 states. Okay, so there's seven states, and this is still true, that where you they won't take a write-in vote no matter what. That's Hawaii, Louisiana, of course, Mississippi, because of course, Nevada, Oklahoma, South Carolina, and South Dakota. Those states together make up 44 electoral votes. And in case you haven't been following along, uh, the president isn't elected by popular vote, but rather the populist votes for the electors and then the electors cast their ballots. So 
The seven states that don't accept write-in votes counts for 44 electoral votes, which puts you, you know, not that far, not that far back that you can't get those, but it's not an, an impossibility. So then if you can get on, if you can, if they will accept write-in votes, because this is different from if you run as an independent, this is, if you run as an independent and get your name on the ballot, that's different than if you're a write-in candidate. So it is necessary in 35 states that will take it write-in votes. You have to make a filing before the election so that you can be considered for a write-in. So you can't just like the week before the election, have a massive viral campaign that tells everybody they should write in Jesse Ventura, say, for example, on on this first Tuesday after the first Monday of November. There's actually 35 states where you are required, which means most of the ones that allow for write-ins, you are required to make some sort of filing and there are deadlines for that that are usually September-ish, sometimes further out. How do you know? Well, here's the thing about running as an independent or anything other than a major party, whether it's a write-in candidate or just an independent that isn't a member of a political party. It's Ballot access is difficult and there are multiple things that have to be done and every state has their own set of rules. So there is not one national set of guidelines for how you get to be on a ballot, which makes it much more complicated and puts the um, definitely gives the, um, makes it easier if you have a, an organized major political party because they are primarily the ones who are writing all of the regulations for how these elections are supposed to go. The question is, who runs the elections? That would be the Secretary of State for each state. If you want to find out what's going on in your state, how you could run a candidate in your state for a write-in vote. So I will put this up onto I will put this up onto a Google a Google Sheets. Um, because what I have here is is it's basically it's an explanation of all of the various types of primaries that exist in each of the states and where which which. Um, states allow write-ins and there are a couple of of in addition to the seven that are not allowed where it's not allowed there's a few that it's super easy and you don't have to file anything ahead of time and that would be in vermont rhode island pennsylvania oregon new jersey New Hampshire, and Iowa, and Alabama, actually. You don't have to file anything. 
and you can become a write-in candidate for president. Um, the conversation, the reason I wanted to have this, this show was the conversation about the dirty break and like RFK Jr. running as a Democrat. And if he doesn't win the Democratic primary, could he run in the general election? And there are a couple states where they have something called a sore loser law, where if you run and lose in the primaries, you're not allowed to run in the general. And looking into that further, the sore loser law doesn't seem to have ever applied in real life, as it were, to presidential campaigns, but rather only to lower campaigns, whether it was um, the House of Representatives or Senate or the state's assembly or House or Senate or whatever they call their state congressional representatives. So there have been in history a number of times when an independent unaffiliated candidate has run. There also have been times when somebody who ran in the primaries ran for president in the general election and was on the ballot. Ballot access is now much, much more difficult and I think that somebody who wanted to run outside of the two major parties, that would be the Democrats and the Republicans, or even outside of one of the minor parties as an independent, it is much, much more difficult to get on your name onto the ballot in a lot of states than it used to be. Like, for example, when 90, in 92, when Ross Perot ran as an independent, it was much easier for him to get onto more ballots in more states than he would not have been able to get on as many ballots in as many states. And because each state has a certain number of electors for the electoral college, if you can't get on a ballot in that state, then you cannot get those electors, like the 44 electors that you could not get if you were being a write-in candidate, because there are 44 electors in the states that don't allow write-in candidates. There's a total of 535 electors, which is one for every member of the House of Representatives and and every member of and one for every member of the Senate. Um, is I I I had a chart that included what kind of primaries each state had and whether it applied to the presidential election. But what I also added to this was the number of electors that state has and whether write-in is allowed. So it's more, it's, it makes it easier for me personally. It made it easier for me to understand, is it a big deal that Arkansas doesn't allow people to do write-ins? Well, that's four electors. Is it a big deal if California doesn't? Well, that's 52. That's a lot more electors. And, you know, that's kind of more a more important 
weight. So I wanted to know how much I needed to, how much weight I needed to put on each of the state's various policies. Um, in, in South Dakota, the sore loser law could apply. And Texas has a very strong sore loser law that apparently was ignored for the presidential elections in that state, but did apply for anyone else. So that's at least a good thing on that side. Um, the most important thing to know is that it's very hard to, it's very hard to become president without good name recognition and a major groundswell. And especially if you're going to be doing a write-in candidate because you need everybody to putting, to be putting this write-in candidate on the ballot correctly, that, that in the 35 states where filing is required for, to be a write-in candidate that the, that that candidate is doing that. Um, some of the interesting cases re around these kinds of issues about getting ballot access actually um, are some state v. Kanye West, because I don't know if you guys remember, but Kanye West did <laughs> run for president in a few states. One of the main sources that I've used for the information that I'm talking about today is from Ballotpedia and also from a newsletter, a monthly newsletter called Ballot Access News. Um, Richard Wagner um, is tracking all of the various legislation around ballot access and around voting. And and running elections, more on the election side than on the voter side. Um, but it, ballot access news has been going since like 1985. And a good synopsis of what's happening in that one very narrow um, legislative interest in, uh, around elections. And that's ballot access news, I think.net. But, you know, Google can be your friend or your duck, 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 go. So there's the interesting thing that I found looking at the newer articles on ballot access news is that no labels party is really making some inroads as to how far um, how many states they've gotten access. And they seem to be surpassing a lot of the other minor parties um, on, the, on that front of getting people, getting their access. Because that's the main obstacle other than money and people knowing who you are is actually access to the ballot, which is, again, why I kind of wanted to cover that write-in is possible. A write-in candidate winning is possible. But the it does present an obstacle when you don't have a party behind you to get all of these things right because people have been disqualified for much less good reasons. I mean, look what they did with Bernie 
in 2016 and 2020. So I think there's lots of things that the Democrats and Republicans, both sides, this is a bipartisan effort to keep people off the ballot who are not part of the major parties because the American people must be protected from themselves, apparently. And we're not smart enough to have the information and use it well. Well, there is enough time still to build up a person who would be willing to file in the 35 states that require it to, to be able to run as a write-in candidate. It is a slightly less onerous path to take than running as an independent. And I think that it could be a workable solution for some folks. Those are the main points that I wanted to go over with this. And also wanted to remind folks that you can reach me at civicnow at yahoo.com if you'd like to get in touch with me because you're interested in any of these electoral topics or any other fix our democracy issues that we are um that we are constantly seeing in the news and talking about here and there are there are answers within the system that as it currently exists but i think we all know that the current as it, the system as it currently exists needs at at the very least some massive tinkering but this is one path if you if there were if there was a person who wanted to be president and put in the work to do it it is a possible thing to do i mean at, look what happens when somebody insults taylor swift i mean there's a serious movement of folks online to crush that <laughs> so we can get excited enough about it we just have to Brady, how are you? Doing good. I think somebody smarter than me should totally do it. I don't know why it takes idiots and fools to be brave enough to do the obvious, but I feel like we're in an emperor has no clothes situation. And it's like, dude, somebody go up there and like knock this dog king off his throne. Let's take, you know, let's get rid of this geriatricy. Let's get some people who know how to use the internet in office and fix humanity. It just seems like the solutions are right at our feet. And I think write-in is a brilliant strategy, especially in Texas. Texas is a sore loser state. So if you lose an independent or whatever, you can't run again in the general. Uh, so you might as well just drop the whole party thing altogether. Like drop part, don't register ever as any party member for anything ever. We should be telling everyone that. I, what do you think about that idea? Is that a good message to send or... Is that premature? I don't, I, I think that in order for a write-in or an independent candidate, it definitely has to be somebody that's going to put in the work. There's some interesting, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure. Who do you think could could be a write-in that that people in the states that Jammu would allow Baraka. who Ajamu Baraka. He's the real Barack Obama. He's what we expected Barack Obama to be 
but was clearly not, you know, he's, he's the, he, Ajumu Baraka and then Jill Stein or, um, he ran uh, for vice president on the green party one year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Jill. Ah, uh, with Jill Stein. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cornell West, if he would run, but uh, Cornell West isn't perfect either. He's good doing his thing, whatever he's doing, he, you know? Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, Stoopy, Sinway, Bob, any, literally anyone in this room would be a better candidate than Marianne Williamson. Maybe possibly, I don't know. I don't know if you guys would all smoke RFK. I don't know if any of us could smoke RFK. He's a pretty damn good candidate. I have to I don't know. I say. get pretty high smoking RFK. But <laughs> the, exactly. This conversation we're having right now totally kind of, uh, Highlights the problem. It just makes me think of that song. You're making me high. Yeah, the problem with RFK being that he's running as a Democrat, which might not actually be a problem. I think it's good that he's running as a Democrat. I think someone it's good that someone's going in there and and shaking things up a little bit. I don't I don't think he's that radical, honestly. I think he's controlled opposition, you know. I think he's political theater and American royalty, just like Prince Andrew and the rest of them, you know. Uh, Prince Andrew being, you know, British royalty. Yeah, I get, I get your, I catch, I catch your drift. I pick up what you're laying down, as the kids say. I feel uh, like a bit of political theater. So, so here's kind of one of the things is is primaries are for the parties, period. When you're voting in a primary, it's either because you're a member of the party for whom you are at the polls, like you're a Democrat, so you're voting in the Democratic primary, or you're a Republican, so you're voting in the primary on the Republican side. And, and they don't, that that isn't really a I, i'm just going to explain it kind of like this it's not really a government vote it's a vote that the parties can either use or discard it has no real relevance in november except that people think that it's like really on the way to november but the parties really within their party rules say who they're going to nominate which usually is done at a convention and they either can or can't, I mean, they either do or they don't take, take the voters, the public votes as recommendations. We saw what the Democrats did with the votes that Bernie garnered in 2016. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not feeling too good about anybody. Run. I, I, I don't see RFK as being anything but controlled opposition unless he goes outside the Democratic Party. And I don't see that happening. And I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not, I refuse to get excited about somebody who won't run independent of the Democratic Party. Who? Primaries. There's some states where if you're not registered as a Democrat or a Republican, you don't get to vote in the primaries, period. You just don't. So it looks like to register as a write-in candidate in Texas, it's relatively easy. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's There's just like just a little required. 
Yep. Yeah, which you have to file by a certain date, which is coming up. And um, how, how much is, is it? Do you for think? Texas. I have to I have to talk to the Secretary of State honestly at this point. I have to make that call. I might as well do the. Research. I can't find that information anywhere online yet, so I'm, I'm kind of doing that search right now. Okay. I don't have on my sheet here. That's the one thing I don't have on there. Well, among lots and lots of other data I don't have on here, but because they're different in every state, every state's primary is different, which means that every, the deadline for filing, but the deadline for filing for November should be the same in every, well, no, I take it back. Because the deadline for filing for the November election is also driven by the state and the state could do it 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, 90 days. It just depends on the state. Which is why thinking about these things ahead of time is really important because if you're going to even run as a write-in, you can't just do it in September of 2024. It just won't. You'll be too late to get the ball rolling and part of that is because the party system that we have has made the structure this way because, you know, of by and for the people, these laws are for us and they do are not serving the citizens, rather they're serving the parties, these regulations. Some states, there's like what they have a partially closed primary. And this is states like Connecticut, Illinois, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Utah. And this voters have to be members of the party holding the primary, but parties can choose at each election whether to allow unaffiliated voters. So the Democrats could decide to allow unaffiliated, that's what they're calling independent voters, unaffiliated. Dude, this is going to be so easy. I can petition... If I can't afford the filing fee, which I imagine will be like 200, 300 bucks, something like that, maybe even mm-hmm. 500, upwards of 500 bucks these days, um, which I'm not going to fucking pay. <laughs> right. I am not that invest. I'm not $500 invested in this right now. I have keeping myself alive to worry about at the moment and a dog uh, and my ca- a car, you know, uh, what's your dog's a- name? A community. Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> like Rubio, but Rufio? Bang a ring. Sorry, digress. Yeah. You were saying uh, about filing fees. I have until December 11th to uh, get it done here in Texas, which is no fucking problem, which means I have all summer to get all these petitions. And I'll just have people donate to make me president and I'll become king of Texas and I'm going to save everybody. It's going to be no problem. But here's the thing. I can't do it myself. Like they can assassinate me. So what the fuck happens when I die, right? Who's going to do it then? I don't know what happened. What are we going to do? I don't know. Um, well, clearly there needs to be a platform and a plan and a philosophy and a strategy and all these things laid out ahead of time so that if I die, someone else just pick up the torch or even better yet, before I die, other people could just do the same thing, maybe even better than I'm doing. And um, we can all be liberating ourselves and exploring space together and having gay space communism instead of 
um, <laughs> gay space bomb, you know, cap- capitalist American capitalist prison state system world prison planet. <laughs> that was the word I was looking for. So, according to Ballotpedia, Texas, if you're gonna, if you're gonna run as a Democrat or Republican. It's different than if you're running as an independent. Aha. Uh, what are the rules for independent? Rules for independence are so like the filing fee in Texas or the you have to get 40 4500 signatures if you're want to run for Republican in Texas. Democrat doesn't require any signatures. There's $5,000 required from on the Republican side. And uh, what's that called? Filing fee formula fixed by fixed. It just says fixed. Fixed is right. (laughs) So that's if you're, if you're running as a Democrat or Republican, independent candidates have different, um, have different requirements per state also. Like, for example, in Mississippi, if you want to run as an independent presidential candidate, you, you have to get a thousand signatures and pay $2,500. In New York, you got to get 45,000 signatures. In Alaska, 3,600 signatures, and your filing deadline is August of 2024. None of these. For the independent. I was way off on my numbers for the price on those things. It's kind of crazy. What did what did you find? Oh no, I I, I guessed it would be five five hundred, and I was really kind of like pumping the the numbers up in my head, trying to be like you know, trying to be like, all right, worst case scenario, it's like five hundred bucks. No, it's like five thousand. <laughs> yeah. Whole oh. or- Can you guys hear that? I can hear you. That's it outside my house. <laughs> I'm, I haven't been able to hear anything else. Uh, Colin's pretty good at uh, stabilizing volume. It's shaking my whole house. I love it. Um. One of the places I also get information is the National Conference of State Legislatures, um, because it's it's a resource that that states use to get information. Also, um, tends to be nonpartisan for that reason, because obviously, if they're serving the state legislatures, not all of them are Republican or Democrat. So. But what would be key if, whether it's independent candidate, which an independent candidate does not have to declare this early. In fact, it's probably to their advantage to not declare until the last minute because it's less time that they could be attacked by one of the main parties. I big heart agree with that. I say come out as soon as you can. Started doing it immediately after Joe Biden got elected, honestly. Uh, we're late to the game as it is. I would encourage everyone to just come out, do it. We can hold pro- 
debates now by using Joe Biden's own words that have been recorded in video and just simply splicing the proxy candidate in and hosting own debates until Joe Biden grows the fortitude to show. Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to. Another point I was going to make is I think one of our most important votes that no one really considers, no, we, we've never really considered one of our most, the, one of the most important votes that we make as Americans is doing vote, voter registration. When you register as Democrat or Republican or independent, all this stuff, I think that's one of the most important votes that we make and we're not having that conversation. So I would encourage everyone, or maybe I actually need to ask you this question. How should we register if we want to vote for a write-in candidate? Um, How should you register? Hmm. Register to vote. Usually you can register it at your DMV of your state, like whatever your local DMV is, or you your most states as an elections official, sometimes called a clerk recorder, sometimes they're called um, the county elections official. Um, but in order to register, that's a that's done at the county level. It if was in, um, in terms of I think when you register to vote you that's when you register as independent uh, Republican or Democrat, right? Or green. Some States. Yes. There's can register to um, that. You can become a member of a party the day before the election. If you want, there's some, it's different in every state, how they handle being a member of a party. So like I was talking about how there's closed prime, there's states where there's closed or partially closed primaries where you don't get to vote if you're not a member of a party. Those are states, some of those states allow you to register as a member of a party the day of the election. Some of them, if you're not registered in that party like 60 days before, then you're not allowed to vote in it. Most states, the Democratic Party allows unaffiliated voters to vote in the Democratic primary. So if I. Which makes it kind of interesting when they claim. Sorry, we were going to say. Go ahead. If I have been registered as a Democrat, um, how can I change or should I change the independent? Or is there another way to register is just like not registering at all? Like, I don't, it's independent, like party. Like, I don't so, know. So, so, you, so a lot of states, they created or decline to state or they call it independent. There isn't really a box to check unless there's something that says not a authority. Okay, cool. But that would be what independent is. Party, which is really super right wing and small. But I think Mm -hmm. the only reason why they have people in their party is because people mistakenly. Oh, independent. 
going to say from a radical perspective, all parties are right wing and small. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> but uh, all right, sorry, <laughs> I'm laughing at my own. I think again. I think the American uh, Independent my, Party gonna... kind of supports Nazis, but I could be wrong about that. <laughs> you you might not be wrong about that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so. Independent seems to be the way to register, and that would be a major FU to the whole false dichotomy system as a whole. If they saw that Americans were all in mass switching to independent, like right now, today, they'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Am I right? That'd be like a huge thing um, in and it of itself. And we can hold. How you're registered. <laughs> oh, I, I, I beg to differ. Um, uh, I think that if. 10% of the American public switched from Democrat or Republican to independent registered right, you know, registration. I, that I would be notable. It would be in the news and the rest of the country would follow suit in no time flat. Everyone would register independent in this next election cycle and they would, some shit, some shit would change quick. I'll bet. I, I'll bet my uh, mama's feet on it. <laughs> Why would you bet her feet on it? It's just a, a funny thing me and my friends came up with the other night when we were stoned. Yeah. <laughs> it's because uh, I was like, uh, like swear on your mama's car. And they're like, my mama don't have a car. I'm like, I swear on your mama's feet. <laughs> it's just, we're just goofballs. Okay. So according to us, because this is a, the seed of a really good idea. Cause this is one of the things that I kept coming back to about the 2022 campaign, like what if just everybody who normally would vote for a Democrat votes for a Republican and vice versa, it would switch everybody who's actually in Congress, but the balance of the numbers probably wouldn't change. But that's like such a huge undertaking to make everybody do that. And there's lots of people that wouldn't, right? So according to USA.gov, your political party affiliation is the party you chose to associate with. Depending on your state, you will be asked your party affiliation when you register to vote. And you can change your registration using vote.gov. And you do not have to join a political party or reveal your party preference when you register. Not every state accepts or lists party affiliation on a voter registration card. The party affiliation on your voter registration card does not limit you to voting for just that party. You can always choose to vote for a candidate from any party in a general election. Because the party, remember the party affiliation in relation to elections, primaries is where it makes the most difference. Your party affiliation is usually only important in primary elections. Oh, I should have gotten to the fourth bullet. Here you go. Many states have quote unquote closed primaries. That means you can only vote for your party's candidates in the primary election. And that was what I was kind of covering before, which is the, the different types of primaries that you can have. There might be ones most of that, that allow unaffiliated voters, most of those, the Republican Party doesn't allow unaffiliated voters. It's mostly 
the Democrats or some other party that's having a primary affiliated voters. Yep. I have, I have a radical strategy. Okay. And honestly, I think, I think this is how Joe Biden won the primaries. I think that uh, Republicans registered as Democrats and voted for Joe Biden against Bernie Sanders in the primaries. And I do think that uh, a good strategy would be if we all registered as Republican, sent proxy candidates into the Republican Party, voted for them, encouraged people to vote for them. And then uh, in the general election, we w- would we still be able to vote independent for independent candidates and write in candidates? I don't see why not. I think there's a lot ever gone to a, a Republican Party meeting. That would be the first place to start. Because part of the problem with all of these radical ideas in concept is they're great in concept. But when you go down and, and you're on the ground and you're meeting the people in the district where the person would be running as a proxy, you might find there's pushback there from the actual Republicans who are not proxies, um, for example, as one example. There are lots of different ways to fuck with the system. And my, my hope is that all the additional conversations we can have when it comes to, God, I don't want to vote for a Democrat or I don't, I definitely don't want to vote for a Republican, but I don't want to vote for the Democrat to have some other things that we can talk to people about because the more people that know the way the system kind of is working and the way it's supposed to work, the more out of the box ideas that can come up and the more chances there are that somebody will come up with the brilliant idea that we could all get behind. It's not a perfect system, but the more we have these kinds of conversations about our democracy, I think the more opportunities we have to have ideas come up. Which is why I will continue crowdsourcing revolution because I think it's important to be informed about the ways, but also find, because in in knowing that, where you can maybe wedge a crowbar in and kind of kind of jimmy it open, so to speak, metaphorically. This episode has been super helpful and exactly the conversation I've been wanting to have for a long time. So hell yeah. That support. Does anyone else like have a question before I before I round up the room? I really appreciate your input. I will um I will get a I will get a ASAP um for that chart that will have all of the different how many how many electors and what type of primaries they are whether a write-in candidate is allowed because it's kind of hard to get that full picture from any one place. The best place for you, no matter where you're listening, is to go to your own state's Secretary of State website or just type in your state name and put presidential 
candidate ballot access. Because the reality is there is no one way in this country to get onto the ballot if you're running for president. There are 50 different ways that you have to do it. And that's the message of this show. There's way more than 50 people. Let's figure out a better way to do things. Thanks for being here for Crowdsourcing Revolution. Power to people, power to the workers.